0: Thank <laughs> you. She's over now, welcome to first min. Looking for NFT content. Look no further, cause this is it. From top shot the blockchain, they got the data chops, analysis, and pack drops. The show's a high. LG and Phil D, the best amongst others. Best brothers that happen. to balls is the ball brothers. So settle in, cause it's time for the best show. A your quad, who we reppin'. Let's go. Go right into it because we were having a like a an enraged discussion right before like, half an hour before recording. <laughs> we're just like ridiculous <laughs> recording. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right into like a raw stream of thoughts. Okay, Phil, here's a chart of all-time sales on flow. Okay, here's a chart. Okay, and you see top shot here at a billion, and this is secondary sales. Top shots done a billion. We all know that it's slowed down. Uh all day has done 138 million, which is that's that's pretty fantastic. Strike is third at 20 almost 21 million. Fan craze, which is is cricket, Bill. You should really. It is fan craze, okay? Cricket thing. Um, at sixteen million, which is they've launched. They launched way later after the rest of that stuff. So that that's 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 pretty good. Um, and the unique buyers is 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 pretty good for fan craze at fifty thousand. Okay, these these are the clear like top four, right? And these are all large IPs, right? These are all actual leagues that were licensed. And they need to make some money to fulfill contract requirements, all this kind of stuff. So this is this is fine. Number five is Ballers, okay? Wow. At 13 million. And then there's nothing even close after that, right? So it's Top Shot, a billion, right? All Day, 138 million. And then Strike at 21 million, Fan craze 16, and Ballers 13. The next closest ever on Flow is La Liga at four. And then it's like Flow Vatar and Dimension X at like a couple, like one or two, three million, right? G&B so it's- mafia. Oh, wow. Yeah, DGD. Yeah, Who knows what happened to them? Man. Anyways, what I'm saying is that ballers... I mean, this is what we're talking about before the show. So to give people context, we're just talking about ballers because out there, you know, Phil, you were saying there's still a lot of love for ballers. Ballers is the clear, like, most loved NFT on flow all time that doesn't belong to, like, a league. That it's its own individual intellectual property that's its own ip like it doesn't you could do anything with it right and yet it's pretty dead right what's the floor at right now i haven't looked
1: in a really long time like if i if i wanted to say hey i'm getting back into ballers right now and i want to go in the marketplace and buy the cheapest one is it like under a 100 bucks
0: how do you go, on? it's got
1: to be. There's no way it's above 100 bucks unless something happened. recently. What do you think it is? I have the ballers bot on my Twitter, it's 40. and that thing has not gone off in maybe like three months or more. It's 40 dollars 40 bucks.
0: Wow, okay. From a peak, what was the peak? 1800 for the floor, yeah. 1800, that's unfair. I, I'll say that like all NFTs, it's ridiculous. Like every single one, every single NFT from the bull run has the same story that it's like floor compared to now, yeah, all time high. It doesn't necessarily paint the full picture. You know, and they sold these for $200. They didn't sell them for $1,800. They sold them at $200. So it's down down 5X from the sale price and however, 99% or whatever that is from the all-time high. I've got to look something up. I
1: have to go back. I just want to throw it back to something. I've got to look up. Do you remember that top sale, like the number one list or the number one ranked? Ballers, that a player from the NBA 2K league owned. His name was Zay Bucks. Do you remember that? Sold it to Wade's, and he sold it to Wade's. And you know how much he sold
0: it for? Wasn't a hundred grand? I'll look it up right now because I know that I tweeted about it, so it's got to be in there somewhere. It was a hundred grand. And Wade's, if you guys remember, way way back in the the the, you know the Top Shot ball run, Wade's had uh, Top Shot Hour, right? And now, runs Squanchland, uh, which is you know kind of a community of uh, let's call them NFT sharps. Um, that do really well and, and do some good collabs um, that I'm lucky to be part of. And Wade's is kind of the ringleader of that. And he, you know, he buys and holds really big things. You know what I mean? He still, he still plays Zed Run, Like, that's how much he believes in a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that's so wild. Him him buying that, A, hey, that's a lot of money. And also, like, that was a really good indicator that this thing had legs. And I think a lot of people on Flow when this came out were like, okay, we finally have our own thing. You know what I mean? Because everything else, they had to rely... Like, they couldn't rely on community for for price to, to stabilize or for for th- fun things to happen because, you know, I think by that point, people realized that, that Top Shot was going to keep flooding the market with all this new stuff and that that's, that's how the leagues were going to go. But Ballers is like, well, that's the thing that can kind of be its own thing where the community can kind of dictate what happens to it. But now it's dead.
1: I want I want you to pull up the tweet, LG. Are you on Twitter right now? I, wa- I want to show the people... 17? Um, I didn't send it to you, but you can look it up. I'll tell you what the search on Twitter: if you goes in the little search box, it comes up as the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you write Zay Bucks, which is Z A Y B U C K S, and then you write ballers, like don't tag his username. Just write Zay Bucks ballers. Yeah. It should be my tweet that you see. Oh, tweet. Okay. Here okay. we go. So oh. this what? Uh, let's see what day that was. That was on February seventh, twenty twenty two. Yeah, in two years. Uh, yeah. In 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 a few months. The number one skill ranked baller, which had been purchased for $200 USD, was sold for a hundred thousand USD. Two wades, like you said. This Mm -hmm. wasn't even the rarest ballers, Mm -hmm. it was the trait rank was like it says it there was 557th, -hmm. so it wasn't like the rarest one or anything like that. But with the assumption that the game was coming out, the game that they called. I don't know what the hell they called it, but the game that was supposed to be. I don't know, not hardcore, but. It wasn't hardcore, it was something else. But whatever game was supposed to be coming, this was bought with the assumption that this would be the most valuable piece of the collection because he was the number one skilled baller, right? And when you look back and you see that the floor now is $40 USD and this thing sold for 100,000 USD, a lot of people actually questioned Zay Bucks when he did this. And they're like, why would you do this? And he actually pulled the perfect exit that so many people wish they had pulled with so many projects, right? Yeah. It's hard to let go of something that is so valuable. Yeah. And I was on the same wavelength. I'm like, man, he probably should have waited just a little bit until we find out what this game's all about. And then he can probably even double that. Yeah. But you know what? Looking back, I can guarantee you that 95% of people wish they had done this exact move uh-huh. with everything they had. And 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 I'm sure some people had some really big ticket items. Um, And I know I didn't let go of my ballers. I waited till it went way down oh, to yeah. pretty much nothing. When I had huge offers, not like that, but I had huge offers at the beginning there for my alien baller. People want to pay twenty grand for it. I'm like, nope. This thing's no. going to five hundred grand,
0: right? Well, it's also it's hard for us to do that. Also, even if you really wanted to, that's true. To, to being at the center of it, kind of thing well, as well. We hiked it up so yeah, much, at the you know, time. I was like, yeah, from moral standpoint. It's kind of like <laughs> it's like you can't. Really- yeah hey We'd everyone get like, into the ballers get project yeah. and then be like all right let's all get rid of it you know yeah. it's not a little tougher in our position for sure but well it's just but... something you should, should be conscious of if you know you're in our position you're going to talk mm-hmm. about projects. i don't i don't really know if we have that position anymore uh but at the yeah. time we no, definitely not. <laughs> maybe a little bit maybe a little bit but i will yeah. say this because we, we, <laughs> we had this discussion on
1: the uh, off air before coming on <laughs> yeah. um and i know people laugh at this but there was a comment made by several members of the community when ballers first started that said, that Ballers was the board apes of the flow ecosystem. And people laughed at that. They're like, look at these things. You will never be board apes. The board apes community is like, nope, you're never gonna come close to us. But it was never mm-hmm. about the battle between the two. Mm-hmm. I think it was more in the sense of the community that was built and the height that was built, like you said, around a flow project that had no ties to a professional sports league for the first time. The hype around the community and the community that was built at the time and that still exists now, but it's not the same, obviously, was very much so. Uh, kind of like the Board Apes community and what we had known, right? Again, yeah. two hundred dollars US to a hundred thousand dollar US sale—that's a big, big sale there for someone who only paid two hundred US, right? Uh, and the community became—I mean, we had—we talk about this all the time, but there was a an RDS, which is the equivalent of TSN in canada in in english which is the equivalent of espn for you americans that's respn it's called tsn there was even an anchor or a a a basketball uh i guess specialist that went on the air on rds the espn of french people in canada and wore his ballers hoodie with his ballers on it uh because it was such a big deal at the time right and people were like dude what is that right um so it was a big deal. Like I think the comparison was fair at the time,
0: right? Well, um, oh, absolutely. And that, and that's what I mean is it was a big deal and it was beyond any of like oh, I really believe in top shot or all day or strike or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like no, 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 it doesn't matter what happens to those and how much they would uh, supply them or or how the market comes and goes. It was like this is its own thing. So it was like it, it was able to latch into like the identity part of like NFTs, right? So I think that that's why I was compared to Bored Apes, not that it would rise to a half a million dollar peak but just that it's like well no this is something that people can really become a part of um and and feel really good about and it was mismanaged you can't look you can't look at floor price as as necessarily indicator of performance because everything is down like that even stuff that does well but even something like apes it's like people still love their apes you know what i mean people people haven't gotten mad Mm -hmm like yuga doesn't know what the fuck they're doing like yuga currently runs literally like three different video games all of which were like derived from being able from having owned these assets and they're building all this stuff and they hired the coo of activision to run their business you know what i mean it's like every day i play yuga games it's like that's you know the floor price for something like apes is down yes but it's like it has still like that there's an actual business there that they built Mm -hmm. ballers had all this promise the mm-hmm. ballers have a, nothing's been built right there was a league but that was like a simulation and there's a million different simulation games out there so nothing's yeah. actually been- that's that's okay
1: so let me throw this at you if yeah. yuga labs at some point early on purchases ballers out of nowhere okay <laughs> Now let's just say let's just say okay where yeah, are yeah. we at with like, ballers like where, just- where the hell are we at with ballers right now and i'm not talking about floor prices like do we see a ballers fest every year where you know all these rappers and NBA players come out and perform.
0: And, and, well, and hold on, well, okay. I mean, even it, even that. What's what? What do, you, what do you? What do you? What do you? What do people love about Ballers? Besides the fact that it was like, okay, we we were able, like, okay, completely erased the part where they bought it for two hundred dollars and it moved yeah. up eighteen hundred, which is a fantastic profit if they took it. Uh, ignore the actual rise in price. There was a vibe. Like, what what was cool about Ballers? Just to go back. When we were doing FlowFest, right, because we, we worked with Flow and Dumbo and everybody to do FlowFest, which was like the big coming out party for Flow. Because up until that point, Flow had like nothing on it. It was just like there's Top Shot and then there's the like Evolution by Ben Monroe and then Moro and then there's like nothing, right? And then FlowFest was like, okay, it's going to be the coming out party of Flow. There's going to be these Flow packs that are each full with random NFTs, which I thought was a great idea. And they're from oh, all all right. projects on Flow, including like Record Shop and those weird sexy cats and like all that different shit. They're ram with them. And then they're gonna, you're going to give them to people. They're going to win them. And then they'll get to discover new NFTs. I still, think that that's a, I still think that now that's still a great idea. And one of the things that was loaded in these packs were 200 ballers or 100 ballers. And as soon as people started seeing these, they started DMing me because they didn't know who else to ask. And they're like, yo, what are these ballers? And this is like weeks before the launch date, before the sale date of ballers. They were like, what are these ballers? These look sick. So immediately... Just the art alone of Ballers had this whole vibe to it. Right. And then, and then you and I hosted the actual drop uh, with the guys from Gaia. Right. And they were there. Right. They sold out not immediately, like you could buy up to five or 10 if you wanted. You know, I think there was an allow list where you could buy five or something like yeah. that. But mm-hmm. It was like, it wasn't like instant gas war or anything like that. Still, it still it took a little bit of time to sell out. And the, the, the website was a little janky. But then, and then there was a month and a half until the marketplace opened. And when the marketplace opened, everybody's like, what's this going to open at? I think they opened at a thousand each. And then over a couple of weeks, they rose to 1,800. Mm-hmm. All the spaces where you change your PFP to a baller's. And so did George Reister, <laughs> and like his whole vibe. Um, so I think despite the price rising, which was fun, there was already like an energy to it mm-hmm. that people felt. Prior, so it was also an extension opinion, to what, what the, did the, people love about it? What do people still love about it? Like, do it, it, do people really love the art? Like, is it like? I still see a lot of like. What is it that, that that's really important?
1: I don't know because for me it was just again a big hype thing. I, I did like the art. I did love the fact that they released. They started releasing the names of the cities these players would belong to before yes. you could even get them, yes. which was really cool because you were yeah. like, you know what. I'm from that city. I want, I, want to, I want to get some guys from that city. And it kind of started a whole community thing like that. Like the Twitter pages were coming up everywhere, right? For each mm-hmm. team. Like people were building communities before they even owned any of these things. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was, I hate to say it, but it was a sense of, of belonging for those who missed out on the Board Apes and some of these other massive PFP projects. Mm-hmm. It was a way in for the non-Eth crowd. Let's say, OK, it was the first time you were able to be part of something like this without using or even trying to figure out how to use ETH like me, who had no clue how to even do any of that for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the way in to do it because yeah. I had skipped so many other things for the simple fact that I didn't know how to use ETH and, and, yeah. and maneuver all these gas and all this stuff like that, that for me, it was easy. Now, you have to keep in mind that the, the ballers crowd also was an extension of the top shot crowd mm-hmm. because it was basketball right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you ask some of the biggest names in the NFT space, I'll give you an mm-hmm. example. Thread Guy, who, who is still soaring and taking off by the day, this guy with oh, what he's guys, doing, so okay? Man. He started, he's, he was on a show the other day, and he said, I simply started with physical cards. Mm-hmm. I heard about Top Shot, and I'm like, oh, cool, let me try mm-hmm. Top Shot. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, that's and- where it started for some of the biggest
0: names in the space is Top Shot. Oh, of course, yeah, but even in the ecosystem, because the other thing too with mm-hmm. the era of Fest is that that was the coming out I oh, goes my camera again that was the coming out of like flow PFps because there weren't any yes. right there was a one guy there was like you know moment nerd who had done the you know put in your top shot moment and it gives you a little crest or whatever and that's your P there was no there's no association so in that fall there came ballers came out as kind of like the leader uh, hoodlums came out as the uh you know original first pfp on flow kind of thing and those were like more cool done by some hoodlum you know like an actual artist with an amazon show it's more of a vibe like you know sneaker culture kind of thing so that was cool as well if that was your flavor um that project also under a lot of heat lately people wondering where the where the founder where the team is because not not much has been heard and then there are all these other ones you know like go to goats and uh dgg D- D- mafia that we we worked with and like all these other kind of ones that came out but everybody was like okay flow pfps that's a thing let's let's try and get it out there um but then you know the the leader and all that ballers just just kind of never went anywhere mm-hmm. um and it's too bad you know what i mean because it just didn't like it's just like there's the ballers doesn't like do anything you know what i mean they, mm-hmm. they did we had a lot of friends work there right uh, a lot of really passionate friends yeah yeah ballers. a lot came and went for sure came and went and tried hmm. to do cool stuff The last major marketing effort i saw was they had a show with Rosgold um where she yeah. would you know yep. interview different people in the community it's like baller's hour kind of thing but it was it was just not it just it was just seemed like it was it felt like it was a lot of work to get it done Mm-hmm. Um and and probably a little more than worth the price. Not that Ross is is not worth the price, but you know what I mean. It was just like this is a vibes thing. You don't need to do this polished show. Like it just 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 host the Twitter Spaces every night. That's all. You, that's all you needed for ballers. You know where people yell ballers and like that's that's already doing more. Um, but you're right. But thread come back to thread guy who now is is one of the most popular influencers in in the whole space. It's crazy. Um, he yeah, like a lot of people top shot first, but he also the reason his name is Thread Guy is he mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. writing threads right and i and i literally i messaged him way 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 back when he started writing threads which was like the end of december 2021 and one of his first threads was about hoodlums and why hoodlums is cool really and, i didn't because know that. he was really he really loved the i guess like he was into the flow ecosystem and all mm-hmm. these new things coming out like oh, i haven't I know i didn't, know he, I didn't him. know he did that I have a DM with him from January fourth, twenty twenty two, where I'm like, "Hey man, you're doing a great job with your content," and he's like, "Dude, I appreciate it, especially coming from you, because, (laughs) you know, I was a much bigger name than he was at the time, which is crazy. You know, now Thread Guy is like the guy. You know, true. Um, But he he's called Thread Guy because he used to write threads, and one of the first ones he wrote was about Hoodlum, and he wrote about Top Shot, and maybe he wrote about Ballers too. But that's that's how, like, that kind of stuff was keeping flow and flow." Uh, collections like relevant in the space as the space had expanded to PFPs and done all this mm-hmm. other stuff on ETH, right? So it's it's ballers was kind of like one of the things kind of getting you know helping to push it through all that noise. Um, and it's too bad, but I but I do feel feel like it would still have legs. I feel like you could bring it back. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, you still have it still has legs because if you go in the Discord, okay, it's not very active. Yeah. But you still
1: have a ton of people yeah on Twitter. Uh, or or wherever that are using the ballers their their former ballers or their current ballers as uh, their pfp which Mm -hmm. is like kind of when you give up on something you stop Mm -hmm. doing that but Mm -hmm. i think it goes to show how much people related to some of these actual the artwork because even look at roz she was able to grab one that looked exactly like her or her or her what her you know what i mean like what she thought looked like her or even Ange, our good friend Ange, was able to grab one that was exactly how she identified uh, in, in, in this space, right? Yeah. And she kept it for a very long time. And I could tell you that I, I, I only knew Ange as her baller's PFP, really. Yeah. Like, we know what she really looks like. But, yeah. you know, that became her identity. My green alien was, like, everywhere. Someone even made one with, with a Santa hat to the point mm-hmm. where somebody even created, like, that meme where Roham's face comes into my green baller. Like, it yeah. was wild. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, you're right. Like something sitting at forty dollars, like that. I feel like it's 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 a project that's kind of just sitting there right now. Mm -hmm. And 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 yeah, you don't you don't ever need to have a simulation game. Like who cares about that? Like seriously, who cares, right? Um, Because you know people were into board apes before they brought in all these games. People just enjoy the games now because they're like, wow, this is really dope, right? And it it kind of surprised everybody. They didn't talk about it forever. Be like you know, or to my knowledge, anyways, they didn't talk about it for years and be like, oh, we got this amazing game coming. It kind of just popped out and was like, Wow, this is pretty dope um yeah. but yeah it's 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 interesting to follow to be honest with you. I had no idea the price was that that low and um I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of love for ballers out it there has
0: at ten percent listed there's a thousand and fifty six of them listed out of ten thousand Wow, okay, how many unique
1: holders of of the collection
0: um I know I mean, a lot of people own a lot of. That. Does it show you that on the on the? I site? don't know. I don't even know where to look. This. No, stuff they do not. You're, you're the, in the that. Oh no, okay. you're right. Oh wait, wait. Uh, thirty-three hundred unique owners. Wow. Okay. Here. So, so people. Own ten point nine percent listed. Uh-huh. Thirty-three hundred unique owners out of ten thousand. So that's that. That is pretty high, honestly. Thirty-three hundred. <laughs> you know.
1: It is pretty high for something where people have completely given up and probably just trying to cut their losses. Mm -hmm. I would figure that there'd be way less than that in terms of how many people still have. That's a lot of people, man. That's that shows you the community. Okay. Large scale. It's not a huge community. If it's 3000 people that still own one, but I still consider myself part of the community. I don't own one anymore. Um, But I I, I was there for that run. So were so many people and so many people at that price, I'm sure would get back into it in a heartbeat. If there was a reason to, um, but you know, you can only run and and and, and this is not a, a shot at Durf by any means because he's still doing stuff for 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 ballers. And yes, we met he's Durf. Still he's still active. He is. Yeah, he is, man. He's the only one tweeting from that from in that Discord ever or, or sending messages. And we met Durf Punk, I think is his full name in New York City when we went there. He was at our picnic, actually. He came to our picnic the first place I met him, uh, with our good friend Andrew Coldbrew. Um, and Durf is actually still going and And again, not a shot of derf, but you can only do so many poker tournaments and things like that, which I enjoy to be honest with you. Uh, But, but those are not things that'll keep kind of the needle moving. Um, You know, those are fun, but even me who love doing those things, I stopped. I'm like, I don't really care anymore. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what ballers could do under proper leadership right
0: well it's not just yeah like, like like those are all good community things and if you're going to run like a discord community like those are all very standard things especially now in the bear market it's like you keep it active you keep you keep something fun for the people that are hardcore but you're right it's like there has to be actual movement on it as a brand yeah. and i think that's what's been missing i'd really like so i've expressed this to you a few times and i've like maybe briefly thrown it out there on the podcast and i literally i'm gonna say this and i'm, I'm saying this jumping without a parachute here because i have zero plan for how it would actually get done. <laughs> I would really love to buy the baller's collection and do wow. something. Like and again, i don't have I, I like i don't i don't have any experience running an actual successful like nft pfp project, right? We have First Mint Day 1 uh, which is great has held its mil- mint price but it's limited, there's only 500 of them. Uh, expectations these days are low. We have a great community and that's kind of like that's the utility we allow lists sometimes, which has been good. We got we got a lot of really good ones. Um, but otherwise, it's been it's been very standard. We're just a community. Right. And we've done media pass, which is fun and creative, but again, is not this huge driver of sales. Um, so I don't have that much experience actually like running a fun brand. But Phil, like at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, we and, and you specifically like we're such we're, we're such part of that vibe, you know, kind of central mm-hmm. to it um that we have to admit that so, some people were liked being part of it also because we were part of it absolutely, right absolutely and yep. i feel like there's i feel like there's still legs there and it doesn't mean like i don't want to I, I wouldn't want to buy it and be like all right let's get that floor price back to 1800 yeah, dollars. like that's no, not like no. if, it, if i bought if we bought the collection and we're running the collection it's dated 40 dollars. i don't care i would just want to make it um interesting and fun and mm-hmm. even like again i was telling you this before we started recording i don't know how many people pay attention to pudgy penguins And again, I'm not as skilled as Luca Nets, who's the person who currently runs Pudgy Penguins. I don't don't have the e-commerce skills that he has uh, and not necessarily as good a marketer. But what he did um, is Pudgy Penguins launched uh, during the bull run and they were really cute. And they had this big run up and then Cole, who's the guy running it's kind of like this rugger kind of guy. He do not want to run it anymore. Pudgy Penguins kind of crashed. And this guy, Lucanets, who was like a Shopify prodigy, basically, he came in and he bought it for like $4 million. He's like, I'm going to buy Pudgy Penguins from you. And he bought the IP and then he started like a whole social media brand with it, where it's like, if you go to the Pudgy Penguins Instagram, they have it has like 150,000 followers or something like that, or maybe more, maybe a couple million. And it's all like, it uses the IP. It's all these really like cutesy messages and gifts and stuff like that. And it's good, like, it's just good base. Instagram content and he's built a brand with that. And then now he has started to actually release physicals of pudgy penguins. They are, Crazy. they are very cute. They're very c- cute as a plushie. Like if you're walking through Walmart with your six year old and and you're looking at the plushy animals or whatever, pudgy penguins might be one that they really want. You know what I mean? It, it, it holds up. Um, but he started selling those and some of them come with NFTs where you scan it, it gives you an NFT. So he's actually built like a retail business with this an e-commerce business with this. And they've done over like $6 million in sales. I'm not saying that that's the game plan. If I could buy ballers is to just be like, okay, let's sell these as physicals. But I think to expand mm-hmm. the IP is somewhere where you could start. And it's something where it's like, okay, well, let's, let's start writing stories. Let's start writing comics. Let's start making weird little action figures. Like let's, let's make some physicals. Let's make a ballers magazine that people get every quarter. That's just stories from the community and kind of restore it to a vibe. Not necessarily early on to be like, let's make all this money. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. you plan to make money somehow, But in the way that it's like, let's return, let's bring this back as a fun brand Mm -hmm. and down the line, then find ways to make money either through merchandise sales or, or partnerships or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I think it still has that potential because, because even, I think even just marketing it, even just having it be a comeback story is a, is a decent start of marketing and having a change of ownership. I don't know how I'm going to do this because Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really talk to the guy of people anymore. I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's just something we, that I think. we don't know anybody there anymore. Like it's everybody. Uh, I'm sure the original guys are still there, but I yeah, don't know. I know that I know I know them, but
1: I mean, the, the, like, all our friends. Like my, at work my current there. bid
0: is like whatever money I have, like savings <laughs> I have left. So it's like my current bid for the collection is two thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you you're, know, you're, like you're if you want to sell Gaia. me the ownership of the collection for two grand, yeah. great. But I don't think they're going to do it. You know what I mean? Again, mm-hmm. the Pudgy mm-hmm. Penguins, uh, a much bigger collection, I would say, sold for four million dollars. Right. Uh, I don't know where I'd get the money. Maybe somebody wants to finance that. I, I don't know. I'm just, and again, this is maybe it's maybe it's illegal to say what I'm saying right now. You maybe, know what I mean? I don't know any of that. I'm just speculating that it would be fun to run that, or even it doesn't have to be me. Somebody else buy it. Somebody else with a great idea or a great plan or just good vibes. Somebody else go buy it and do something fun with it. Mm-hmm. But it'd be a cool. And, and want to be part of it. Um, and I but feel I, like it would make a lot of sense. So I will say this.
1: The fact that you actually threw this idea out there, and I didn't think you would, so I wasn't going to say anything, but the fact that you actually threw this out there, I can almost guarantee there will be a couple of ballers bought. Anybody listening to this? I know. I'm telling you. and right. That's my well, prediction. Now, Phil, you're not allowed to go buy ballers before this. I'm episode. not going to buy ballers. But I'm just saying, if the word spreads within the community. Or Don't within, buy ballers. I'm Don't, just saying. No, not listen, you. I just mean in general. Don't. Yeah, this isn't yeah, yeah. like. That's my prediction, though, because what you say and things like that, like, you know, we have good friends that as soon as they hear something, they go by no matter what. And it's the the risk is very low. okay. but I will say this. Some of the ideas, because a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, when LG created the first mint, his his plan was always going into a year. He had like a yearly plan. okay. Uh, I was privy to that. Not a lot of people were. So I got to see what the plan was for the year. And I will say that because of the direction that the space went and just how things went, a lot of things never came to fruition, okay? There was a ton of shit. Like, the outline was insane to the point where he had to tell me almost every episode, like, dude, you cannot, like, say anything to anyone. I know it's, like, in the next year, but just shut up about everything until it's actual. And it's a good thing, because had any of that stuff come out, it'd be like, okay, all right, none of it's, you know, possible to happen anymore. So, sorry, everybody. (laughs) It would have been pretty bad. But I will say that some of the ideas that, that kind of surround the basketball community, which is a pretty big one, a very popular one, uh, that LG had, I don't know why the hell I'm going in dark in the middle of the day. It's like in the middle of the afternoon, I'm going like freaking dark. Anyways, do you. Um, a lot of the ideas that LG had, and I won't elaborate any more than that, would put him in a tremendous position to run something like ballers if he were to do it. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. And, I, and sure. we didn't plan to talk about this. I'm just saying that some of the ideas he had basketball wise and, and community wise, you know how the board apes have Ape Fest and things like that. LG yeah. had very similar ideas for the first mint and and for for other things. And I think some of those ideas now could be revived and be like, man, that would be super popular and 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 really work in the community. Be like, man, I, I'd love to do that and things like that, right? Maybe. So uh, yeah. that's all I'm saying. So this is kind that's... of a pipe dream in in the end. <laughs> and like I said, if you if you approach Gaia and Ballers, you know what they're going to tell you, LG. They want like you know hundred million bucks. Uh, for the collection. <laughs> Some crap like that, right? For sure. Even though they're not doing anything with it, they probably haven't even looked at it in over a year and a half. They'd still want, you know, money that would not even have been offered even back in the day. So uh, very big pipe dream. But I will say that if somebody does buy the collection and wants to revive it, we'd love to be a part of it. I'll tell you that. Um, You know, man, I went to that game courtside of yeah. the Raptors game with my hoodie. And that the people who made that hoodie insisted that I get it the night before the game. They're like, we're going to deliver it to you no matter what before the game. I'm like, well, it's 1145 PM right now. And the game is like tomorrow and I'm at work all day or whatever. So I don't know when you guys are going to come. And the guy came at like 1 AM, some guy out of nowhere. I don't know where he came from. Rings the doorbell at 1 AM. And he's like, I'm like, you're not the guy I was talking to. He's like, no, I'm so-and-so here's your hoodie. (laughs) That's so (laughs) sketchy. It really is. Right. But They were hellbent on getting it to me before the game because they knew at that time. And when I was at the game, I'm not going to lie, people were yelling ballers. You actually had a few people there who recognized it and were yelling ballers. That's how kind of, you know, caught people's attention. So... Really good times in the ballers space. And uh, if you had told me this morning that we we're coming on here and talking about ballers for like 30 minutes, I would have called you crazy. Well, what else are we going to talk about, right? Phil? Yeah,
0: it's true. But <laughs> it is, listen, basketball oh, cool.
1: season starting, though. So it is, it is. Yeah, there's other stuff starting.
0: I want to talk about today. Yeah. When I'm, okay. What I'm just saying is, just, okay, caveat don't go about – anybody listening. Don't go, don't go. Someone out spend, will. Someone, don't go someone spend, will spend ballers. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good indicator, too. So nobody will. Because <laughs> I don't know. And yet, totally, it's a pipe dream. It's something. It's something I think about a lot. Anybody who knows me, Phil, and thanks for saying what you're saying about like all this beautiful roadmap. Anybody who knows me is that Mm -hmm. if, you know, they know that knowing me, if ideas were crackers, that I would be 400 pounds, honestly, because this is like, (laughs) there's a lot of ideas out there. That's good. Some are good. Some are bad. The execution is questionable because I have a lot of stuff that I try and do and then Mm -hmm. I just, you know, get discouraged or or get, you know, chase something else. So it is, it is hard for me to get ideas off the ground sometimes. But Um, you need the support
1: too, LG. That's, that's an important part. I just support is very important for a lot of these ideas too right you need need people on board with these it's not not everything's possible within what you're doing so yeah um
0: but they're great ideas i will say i've seen a lot of them and i got excited a lot (laughs) thanks yeah i just think yeah i don't know i i I really fleshed out the plan because i think you'd have to buy it Mm -hmm. you'd have to hire a team you'd have to you know find the money to buy it and make sure that whoever's investing in you buying it can see some profit at some point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's also the general challenge i think for nft projects these days it's like well how do you make money which is often either selling people more things like more nfts or selling them merch and also how do you do that while keeping your your holders happy which generally is going to be based on floor price Right. right um and how do you actually make that something? I think, you know, apes, another apes, apes does so much. You know, what I mean, outside of being like the face of NFTs and the thing that when you go in the mainstream media, people are like, well, oh, apes fucking, oh, oh is down so much. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's mainly what people want to say. They're like, are oh, apes down so much these days? That's what people want to talk about. Like, they've done a lot of cool stuff. Like, they have a whole, um, like, store and website now that features products that people have made with their apes. Right, like quad. Yep. Quad posted this on our Discord. Quad was at the the San Francisco airport yesterday, and he was able to buy what was he buying? It was like ape water in one of the vending machines. Or something. Really,
1: I didn't see that.
0: Where is that? I
1: didn't see that post.
0: Here we go. Here it is. was just gonna pull it up. He was able to. He was at like the 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 coffee machine. This is, he's at the coffee machine, and his his girlfriend saw this, and it was banana cold brew for $6.50 and it's an image of like a pink ape with a banana shirt on and it's like literally somebody license used their ape and licensed it to make banana cold brew and they're selling it in the vending machine wow. of the airport or just spits it out and he said it was pretty good so it's like that's and apes has an and another shout out uh i i 17 Kula uh gene out there who's done gene. a lot of, and, and swicky and people like that we know who have done a lot of stuff with their apes mm-hmm. um that they've been able to you know apes is kind of like that's the whole point of licensing it. It's like, well, yeah, the floor's down, but the people who've held and are doing stuff with it, they're doing cool things. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that's, I think that that's kind of fun. And I don't know if ballers, like, again, these are just things that other people have done with their NFT brands to proliferate them and do cool things. I don't, I'm not saying that here's the plan for ballers. Let's go do exactly that. But I think that it's like, it can, I don't think simulation games are the greatest thing. First of all, I think simulation sports have Come their match but Maybe during COVID. Uh, but mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't want to watch fucking robots fight each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and 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 any of that kind of crap. So I don't know if that was necessarily always the best game plan in terms of it being the biggest market, as opposed to something like merchandising or letting people merchandise. It's like beverages like coffee is a hundred trillion dollar industry or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's, that's a good market to go into. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the future would be for ballers. Maybe it's something I think on. If anybody likes this idea, feel free to DM me and send me your thoughts. Uh, I think it'd be something cool to do. You'd have to get the money and and whoever gave you the money, you know, to promise them that you'd be able to give them the money back. So I don't know how that'd work, but um, anyways, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. And and I, this is why, again, uh,
1: I'll end it with this. The only reason I ever compare it to the board apes kind of, platform is because i could picture the same model as as you see with the community creators and all that working with ballers like it did with board apes obviously mm-hmm. i'm not talking about price wise i'm not talking about floor prices nothing like that i'm just talking about community engagement and what it has turned into to the point where people are flying to hong kong mm-hmm. um to, to, for for ape fest this year like, that, that's crazy that you can actually get people to still do something like that yeah. And and i feel that you had the right crowd drawn in i was part of the nba 2k league community which is an extension of the nba before i was into this space and i will say that the guys and girls in that league mm-hmm. the ballers caught their attention they, they're they yeah. part of the nba and and it took a lot but ballers caught and look the best example is an actual player in the league sold that that nft for a hundred thousand dollars right uh that caught their attention nothing else catches their attention they don't care about anything else but this one specifically caught their attention because it was basketball so there is an opportunity there to draw in the casual basketball fan, I believe more so than selling moments of games. If that makes okay. any sense, I don't know, but moments of games, there's nothing special about owning one to some people that a lot of other people own, yeah. as opposed to like, for me, that green alien I had, nobody else had that.
0: Nobody. No. And, we, to- and we've gone over this many times. Yeah. Is like, the idea of owning highlight from a specific game is like, that's a very niche market. Maybe that'll take, 20 years to develop it could still develop like sure but inevitably i think a lot of people look at the top shots in the all days of the world as card collecting and then that's why they get pissed when there's new cards of the same player coming out that it's like well you're just diluting the other ones right so i think that that's the major problem it's like you know lebron has 40 plays on top shot name me more name me three of them that aren't uh the championship one and the kobe dunk right or the yeah Yeah. you know whatever you know name name me any of the plays that of his that have come out in the last two series Mm -hmm. yeah doesn't matter, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's just like that's, but you know that he has some, you know, you know that you should own his metallic gold. So it's like more like the, the collection thing, but that's that's completely different. I want to use another example since we're just mainly going to spend talk about ballers now. Um, <laughs> Nakamigos, okay? You know what Nakamigos are? Yeah, this is a huge collection. This came out in the bear market, like less than a year ago, like six months ago. They were mm-hmm. free. Yep. Very similar to ballers. They look almost identical. Yep. Some are sports. Some are just totally random um you know they're they're very cool same idea incognito team nobody knows who they are right they tried to do a a new release last week where they're you know people in nakamigos were going to be able to mint cloaks but they're going to charge a lot of money for them so now they made them free a lot of controversy regardless this nakamigos on its own has has caught a vibe it was a vibe in the bear market it still is right Forty two thousand eth traded that's 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 almost 70 million dollars by today's ETH price. That's a secondary volume, right? And that's in bear market. So even the idea that it's like, hey, like this kind of you know, there's not a market for like weird little pixelated things, it's like, well, there is in the NFT market for sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you're saying that something like ballers, which is a great name, fucking ballers, right? Is like it really is, yeah, with the with the Z or the Z. It's that type, again, it's mm-hmm. not gonna have this, you're not gonna be able to push it, give it the same run as yeah. it had in the bull market. Um but in terms of like, if our community in our community, I mean, I don't mean just first minute, I mean like us and like the people, people in mm-hmm. the space, people in like the dapper flow sports kind of zone here. You know what I mean? There's no more iconic PFP than, than ballers, you know? And OTM has done a good job with Jolly Jokers and getting that out there and making that part of their products. I see a lot of those. So kudos to them. But ballers is like, has, you know, that's, jolly jokers gives you access to this whole like really cool betting ecosystem that otm is developing and i think we can all kind of see where otm is going they're doing a really good job at that but you know so that's been the most like the one that's been picked up the most in the last year i'd say but it's not it's not it doesn't have the same like cultural vibe as ballers did it's completely different right so um anyways i think there's potential there i hope somebody does something with it i'd love to be that person i don't have the money to do it but i I think (laughs) that there'd be something cool there so if anybody has the same feelings let us know because that'd be that'd be a lot of fun wow wow this
1: this, now this will you're gonna have to write ballers in the headline for this podcast lg because you're gonna draw you're gonna draw some attention you really are (laughs) (laughs) you have to sneak it in there somewhere because i'm telling you that community
0: it'll be the first thing yeah 3300 the last time people went nuts so 3300 of them still out there members of that community it's incredible yes yeah, that's wild. Well, I'd say half huh. of those are people that are probably afraid to check their portfolios. So, like, a or lot. or that originally bought one and don't
1: remember buying one,
0: right? They just got one at the at the start, and that was it, and they're just barely totally. there somewhere. And that's full true. caveat, Phil, I, I don't know if you own it. I don't own any ballers anymore. I have none. You no, know, I have I've merged none, a couple no, months ago. I sold them senior. all uh, for for around like ninety bucks each or something like that. I still have yeah. some sneakers, um, which are the shoes for your ballers. Which yeah. there's never which, even there's never even been a display where you can just see your ballers wearing the shoe. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. what they're like. You have sneakers and you've never been able to see that. Like that's what I just don't even fucking understand. So um, anyways. Um, wow. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something. Okay. Yeah, and I, I usually start that. the show with these
1: very short story. I was out with a friend last night. Okay. Last night. And- yes. Okay. So here's really the thing. First and foremost, yeah. my daughter said, she didn't say much, actually. She oh. just said there might be a birthday party I need to go to on Sunday afternoon. And you know my reaction to that. Well, the Bills are playing. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I'll do anything for you. I on always have. The Bills. But on Sundays when the no. Bills are playing, like, no. no. Why Why during that time? No. So here was the deal. No. I was to drive her to the mall where she would meet her friends for, say, 4 o'clock. The Bills game starts at 1. In my mind, I said, you know what, worst case scenario, I'll just like completely delay it and I'll drive her there late. Like I'll wait till the end of the game and just keep saying I have to watch this and I'll just drive her like half an hour late. The city of Toronto, even on Sundays now, is no longer bearable when it comes to traffic. A 20 minute drive is literally an hour drive. So when I'm sitting there at like 315, 330 and it's like, you know, the bills are starting to pull away from this game. And I map it, and it's like an hour away. I'm like, oh, shit. I really screwed up. I'm like, you know what? Bills are winning by 20-something. Let's go. So the plan is to drop her there with her friends, and then they're going to someone's house for the cake and the party after. And I'm like – Your birthday? uh, uh, No, no, no. Not my birthday. Her friend's birthday party.
0: Oh, it was a friend, so it wasn't yours. It was my daughter's friend's birthday party. Okay, some other friend. Okay, not you. Her friend, not mine. Yeah, yeah, Okay.
1: So all her friends were meeting at the mall. And then going over to the friend's house which is even further from my place so i'm sitting there and i'm like well what the hell am i supposed to do It's nfl sunday man okay i do a lot on weekends but on nfl sunday i just want to sit there and do nothing i want to of course
0: home you home want home. chill sunday
1: so now i'm like well what happens when you're at the mall and like you go to your friend's house later like what what, what time are we talking here because yeah. i'm gonna have like a she lot needs of a ride. Hours to kill. She needs i ride. cannot go back home because going back home is another hour just because of the traffic, not because of the yeah. distance. But distance you're saying is, she's going to need yes. a ride back. Of course. The friend's right? house after, yeah. and, and I know the friends that are going there and there's another friend. She's definitely also going to need a ride back. I already know yeah. this. Okay. Right. Without you got to drive both saying. friends. Yeah. yeah. So one of the dads reaches out to me and yeah. he says, let's go for drinks or something. Ironically okay. enough, it is both our birthdays today. Like it's no. crazy, okay? And 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 he's and I don't really ever get along with other people's parents, other kids' parents. Like right. I've never been the kind to go for drinks with parents from the hockey team, from the soccer team, from the school kids. Nothing. I just don't. because they're different age. It could be because I had kids really young, uh, yeah. but I still get it along with them young, on a, on young, a friend level, dad. but not on a going out level. Yeah. Um, but I had a friend that th- this one, for whatever reason, we clicked right away. We're almost identical. I feel like we were the same person in high school and all that, and Amazing. we have the same birthday. Okay, and our and our daughters are really good friends, uh, so we so we went out yesterday, yeah, and we ended up you know going to the bar, watching football, having drinks. Then we made our way to a local oh, bar. Was it at the mall? Shoeless Joe's. It was a Shoeless, Shoeless. Joe's, and I will say it Hello. shocked me how empty it was. Like twenty <laughs> years ago, if we were looking to go watch football on a Sunday somewhere, you could not get into your local Jackasters, your local Wild Wings, your local Shoeless Joe's, your local Gabby's. You could never get in. It'd be full. There'd be groups of people watching their football, you know, eating their wings, having their drinks, whatever. This place was empty. It was, it was kind of it was super weird. I guess I don't know if it's like inflation or what, but it was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, didn't get too hammered um, or anything like that. We went actually, the girls were at the mall for hours and mm-hmm. they told us before that their plan was to leave the house. So after the mall, they were going to someone's house. The right. plan was to be done at the house because it's Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. Okay. I will say this. I was still at the bar and they were still at the mall. They hadn't gone to the house yet. So now I'm starting to get, I'm like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Okay. Mm-hmm. This party is going to end at 10 P who are these parents that want to have a party at their house on Sunday at like 10 PM to yeah. cut a cake. Like, what is this? Who School comes up? And, it's gotta be somebody who, I, I don't know what the story is. So go to the local Hortons, which turned out to be like a pure crackhead Hortons, like with your buddy or with my buddy, we both, we okay. go there. Okay. And, we start having coffee. We have coffee. We actually bought the,
0: the donuts with the sprinkles that are colored.
1: And we said- this Yes, like a, I love- I always yeah, eat those and people- always vanilla
0: make- dip with like the sprinkles on top. Yes, I always get those and people always think it's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, these are great. I love these donuts. I don't particularly like them, but this was our birthday donuts. So we're two weirdos getting
1: coffees with those donuts. And we actually took a picture <laughs> with those donuts. So anyways, long story short, he starts talking to me about this podcast and he heard I had to have a podcast. Okay. So- He starts scrolling through, saying he needs to listen to this, and you know, and then he hears that it's you know it's a big deal, and it was a big deal, and all that, and he's oh man, I really got to listen. Then he tells me he wants to make an appearance on the podcast and refers to Not ours, the other one. No, no, ours. We're talking about ours here. Oh, he wants to to come on this one. He heard that I'm on the First Men podcast. He must have seen in my profile somewhere, or maybe his daughter told him because the girls talk about it. And he wants to start listening. But not only does he start want to start listening, he wants to make an appearance. On the podcast with his, I guess, alter eco name, which goes by fat D. <laughs> he literally said this. This is this is my daughter's friend or my daughter's friend's dad. And we're sitting having coffee in like a crackhead Hortons at e- Lawrence and Dufferin area. Okay. And we're talking about Fat D making an appearance on this podcast. And I'm just like, dude, what would you even talk about? <laughs> like you. Well, everybody wants to make a podcast appearance, but do you have something to say? Like, do you have something interesting to say? Uh, but he is an interesting guy. So you know what? I could tell we were loud because we had had a couple of drinks. I could tell people around us were like, what, the, what are these guys talking about right now? Right? Like, yeah, I was looking around. People are all looking. They're like, what podcast? What? What's going on here? I mean I was, <laughs> The guy behind us, like, I don't know. People had brought their own like instant noodles. or putting them in bowls. I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on here. We need to get the hell out of this place. It was getting yeah. sketchier by the minute. Yeah. At the end of the day, I didn't get home until almost. You say it was the Dufferin hour. Mall, not Dufferin Mall. So Yorkdale Mall in Toronto, oh. just south of there on Dufferin, yeah. is a Horton's and and a, a plazas yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Man. Right before Lawrence. Um, at the end of the day, so we it's ended up going to, to. He said, "You know what? Let's go back to my house, and we'll wait for the girls there. When they call us, we'll go pick them up at the other house." Okay. So we went there. I somehow lost him in the mix. I don't know where the hell he went. He ended up getting to the house and I didn't even know he was there. So I was like sitting outside for like 20 minutes. Then we said, you know what? Party's over, girls. Like we're coming to get you. Yeah. We take the cars. We head over to that location. We We decide to park in front and just like wait there and keep messaging them. Tell them, let's go. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not friends with these other parents. He is. So if he goes to the door, he's obligated to go inside. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, dude, don't go anywhere. Come sit in my truck. Yeah. Comes to sit in the back of my truck. And we're sitting there like two sketch bags outside. Okay. Does the mom not come out of the house? I don't know how she knew we were there. The mom of this oh, house. Yeah, the she comes outside. We have to roll our windows out. I'm like, let's hide. And she's like, you guys need to come inside. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, no, no, sorry. Got work tomorrow. I can't. Yeah. And she's one of those that just persists Yeah. and clear. doesn't stop. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Listen, lady, I work tomorrow. I don't know if you do, but yeah. I need to go. Yeah. And doesn't care. Just come in, have some cake, some drinks, and you can go. Mm-hmm. In the house we go, bunch of teenage girls, chaos. Spent, I'd say a good 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I was part of the singing of this happy birthday song, all that stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. complete mess. Mm-hmm. I didn't get home until near the end of that NFL game last night. Okay, mm-hmm. just in time to get screwed in fantasy football mm-hmm. by Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne catching catching like three passes more. for yeah. 20 yards on yeah. the final drive, and making me lose my matchup in the secret first mint fantasy football <laughs> league. Secret, okay, It's a big secret. A big Again, great. people are always like, what, what league? I'm like, it's secret. <laughs> I lost to Chester Hester by yeah. one point in that league because of yeah. Kendrick Bourne's nonsense yeah. at the end. So all together yesterday, aside from the Bills winning, yeah. it wasn't a very good good day. I had a good time with my buddy, Fat D, yeah. Yeah. but uh, good- at the end of the... It, it, it was rough after that. I mean, these birthday parties, I already warned her. I said, listen, anyone who does birthday parties on, like, Sunday afternoons, night, Mm-mm. forget it. No, it yeah. doesn't work like that. Even yeah. adults don't do this. So, I don't no. know where, where you guys get this. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, Wow.
0: Yeah. And yeah. let's meet Fat D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He'd be a riot. If he came on here, he would be, man, We he needs to come on. You know what he needs to do? He needs to figure his shit out, and he needs to buy an NFT, a, a season one media pass and get on one of these shows somehow. Oh, I don't know how good. he should come on trivia around. He Pips needs or to something. figure out how to get on one of these exam shows. So yeah. every, so Fad D if you're listening, cause I know you will all those times you offer me to buy me drinks and yeah. don't buy me drinks, use that cash to buy a season one media pass of your choosing and get your ass on one of these shows the right way. So
0: the world can find out what you're all about to share think, the same I think- birthday. So, I think we, we have, need we have the same ballers, place. and then give it over to fat D without <laughs> knowing anything else about him. He has career the same as you. He's a good buddy of yours. Let's just let run ballers with zero experience at all in the space. That'd I think be that'd be wild. That'd be wild, but it'd be a bold well, move and it would be career D. change. He, he hears through the grapevine that you have a podcast. Does he understand what NFTs are? Like, do the do the do the teenagers when they're like, you know, uh, they're no. like, oh, like, nope, your dad has a sh- podcast. Do the no. NFTs? Are they all like, that's fucking stupid? It's a scam, you know? They like, can't they, even explain what, they, what, what they, it, it is. So what do they say? They can't even explain what it is. They have no clue. No, they don't. So like, okay. dad, can you explain? NFTs? Do they think it's no really smart,
1: that? or do they think it's really like a scam? Are they like, oh, he's an NFT no, show? You like, know what? They, really they see some of the success that we've had, so they think it's pretty cool. They just don't understand enough about it until they start talking about it in things like high school and things like that. They'll have no clue forever, right? It would have to be taught at that level. And I, what class would you make that part of? Like what class would you include NFTs? Would you computer. include that in science class? Does computer Seriously. class still exist?
0: Computer class? Like to a type on computers? No, no. no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Like a typing competition. You could type the most words per no, minute. No, that's common. Time. They had that little turtle on the black screen you had to move around. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. But that was <laughs> what That was a Mac program. <laughs> I forget what that was. I hope in schools, maybe, maybe this, I don't know if your, your daughter's gone through this, but in schools, I would assume that by today's standards, they should have a class where they learn some basic programming. Like that's such a common, yeah. like such mm-hmm. a common job to be a developer, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just as likely that you'll need your English class to be a writer or like a, you know, chemistry to be whatever. It's like, there, you should have like grade, like, like ninth or 10th grade, like computer class where you, there's a, a couple months where you like write a bit of code. Like, I think I, at the older like really age groups,
1: it's probably an elective or something like that where you you learn.
0: They should learn that. But I think so. I agree with you. I think yeah, I think this day age and age, it'll be very valuable. Or Java or something. Like they need that.
1: to update the curriculum, to be honest with you, to, to meet what's yeah. going on today. It's still very old school, right? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I get
0: in playing instruments and shit like that, but no, you're well, right. Um, and you also, know, that's fine. Or can be a really good job. It's like still the most sought after job that exists. So it's like, that's a lot of kids might discover, even by doing like programming for like two months in, in ninth grade, they might discover that they're really good at it or that they really like it mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. for them because it's a really popular and lucrative career in some cases. So I, agree. I hope um, they teach that somewhere.
1: I also had to earlier today, this is typical me. I had to actually message my friend and be like, okay, that name you referred to yourself as last night, I forgot what it was. And guess what? He also forgot what it was. But it was something along the lines. He said it's either Big D or Fat D. So I went with Fat really D. Fat I just have to make D. an it addition. It has to be
0: Fat D. Because if
1: he comes flying on here one day with another name, it's not
0: my fault. I actually forgot. And, no, uh, no, no. I don't care what his other name is. It can only be <laughs> Fat D. I don't want to hear some... I don't care what the fuck comes on here and calls himself. It's <laughs> Fat D for sure. Because you're, you're Phil D. You guys are like, you know... Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. born the same day. The real Fat right D. Day. I like that. The real Fat D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a new brand now. You're gonna have all sorts of the real something, the real facts.
0: Oh shit. It's the but real he'd be great. I'm telling you right now, he'd be, this guy would be an absolute right and be like, Man, who is this guy? Where did he? I'll come just to? you know what? We'll do another co-host. You know, listen, there's NFTs out there that lets you co-host the podcast. Get I one think, for him. I think and then so. I just want I to show so. up that episode and you guys can just do one on your own and see what happens. I think People I'll send them that as a birthday present. Stuff. When we did, All right, if summer.
1: you if you own that NFT, hit me up. I need I need to get it for him. That's a great idea, actually. Because dollars <laughs> gonna hit you up. Do- dollars are
0: <laughs> up <laughs> <for> <laughs> every NFT that exists so, of, of like first mint ones. So dollars dollars will definitely hit you up. Dollars, if you're listening, do not go buy any ballers, please. <laughs> I was just joking earlier. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> do, you know any, um, do you have any birthday traditions? Because we have a just so everybody knows it is Phil's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have a little uh, giveaway going on first mint on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. where you just retweet and get Phil's float, which is like a PO app, but it's a float. Um, I'm gonna put in the link for the description of the podcast. There's a little just a little NFT to for Phil's B Day. Uh, so happy birthday, Phil! Do you have any? Is there? Do you have any traditions on your birthday? Like wake up and go for a long run, no. or a, a certain type of cake that you need to have, or a beer, or anything like that? What's your what's Who, your, who your the
1: hell goes on a long run as like a birthday tradition? Like, come on, that's not something. I think you wake I did that for, like, once, yeah.
0: one year. Ooh, when was, it's like, my birthday. Twenty five, ambitious, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, new year this year, I'm gonna run, and I didn't run for like six months after that. So, <laughs> no, the only time you go for runs when you think of next summer, like, yeah, I got to be in shape this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and For you. Your birthday comes like right as the summer's ending, so it's like you don't give a shit about that.
1: No, I I am happy though that I had my birthday in school all the time. I feel like that's kind of underrated to be acknowledged Mm -hmm. by all your peers and things like that. Mm -hmm. I will say, I being part of the gaming community for so many years, even though I'm not a gamer, but I was part of like the NBA 2K league. So you you do have, and again, no disrespect to gamers, I have a lot of gamer friends, but you do have some kind of people who for their entire lives have not been part of any social crowds outside of their gaming communities, right? Seriously. Like they have never left their house to do other things with other people because they've been gaming since they were like 12, right? And they've been professionals now. So I noticed a lot of times in the gaming community, most specifically in the NBA 2K League community, a lot of people would wish themselves like happy birthday on Twitter, not directly saying happy birthday to me. They would say things like can't believe, I lived to see 21, you know, like, <laughs> and that, that would ignite like a hundred birthday messages. I'm, I was always like, what is going on here? Like, wow. Still alive at 25. Like, you know, shit like that. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, for me, it's more like I've always tried to avoid it. Not that I don't right. want to be celebrated, but it's not yeah. something I've ever promoted, but I yeah, did enjoy it, having yeah. it at school yeah. where they would announce it to everyone and everyone would go crazy. Like the whole yeah. class would clap. And yeah. I thought it was really cool. And I felt bad for the kids who, who didn't have that because yeah. know as embarrassing as it can be it was still a nice nice time to have other you know people acknowledge your birthday Mm -hmm. um but there are two or three months of the year where if you're born in those months that's never been part of your traditions yeah for me it's been more um i still go to work and all that i didn't today i don't ever take the day off or anything like that but today just happened to work from home Mm -hmm. um and for for my own reasons but other than that, I usually usually still go to work, and I still like to. I don't tell people it's my birthday, but people find out anyways, and I like to right. whoop it up. Right, that's that's right. just who I am. So, yeah. um, but other than that, no, get together with our parents. Mm. You know, if you if you follow me on Instagram, and some people from the space do, you are aware of a cake cutting incident like four or five years ago with our dad, where he cut me the most disgraceful piece of cake on his birthday, not mine. Okay, yeah. literally, you cannot make up the size of this piece of oh, yeah. cake. It was the size of like an eraser. All right, that's what this cake, cake um so so for i looked at all my memories today and i have all these videos of me kind of trying to show up dad on how to cook a cake properly and because of that day now dad gets like the biggest pieces of cake in history because i always remind him that he gave me the most pathetic piece of, in history and i will continue to give him the biggest piece in history to show him how a cake oh should my be. god you it's guys become a big thing he actually refuses yeah go ahead you guys don't
0: understand what this did to phil's instagram when this slice of cake from like five years ago because then every single occasion where you'd hang out with mom and dad for birthdays so for like your kids birthday their birthdays freaking christmas anything you would then post these insane instagram videos of you like putting the camera right up in dad's face as he's like cutting cake or eating cake or and he's just so pissed off about it like he's so annoyed and you're just like whoa cake you know and then <laughs> even the point where i start filming you at christmas whenever you'd get a slice of cake or christmas log or whatever the hell we'd have uh so this went on for a long time and like a lot of people i knew would ask me about it. they'd be like what's up with your brother and the dad and cake man like cake. what, what the is cake happening? cutting
1: incident it yeah. went viral yeah and he actually refuses to cut cake anytime I'm there now I'm not joking No, no. yeah because you're a menace he wants nothing to do with no, cutting cake he knows not. I'm, he that knows happened, I'm looking at him <laughs> I wouldn't hey, that's, but either. that's my tradition right like I and, yeah. and I, I will say this I don't know if you know this because I we haven't been around together for birthdays that much over the last whatever years. true yeah but I I, I go to with my kids having 10 to 15 little cousins okay yeah. I go to a lot of kids Christmas parties yeah. or kids birthday parties. Yeah, I also go to all their parents' birthday parties. So if yeah. you do the math, each kid with two parents yeah. and all the cousins, we're talking like 30 different people have to have birthdays. You have so a lot of kid. in-laws. You have a lot of in I have a lot of people to celebrate. Yeah. And we're yeah. talking colleagues everything. And my traditional birthday song does not end after happy birthday two or three times and then goes to like the chorus and the end and all that. I sing happy birthday, the words happy birthday, over and over and over again until people really start to look. So on the weekend, you you have no idea how it goes. People who have never experienced it kind of look around and they're like, what's going on here? Because it goes, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. And then I keep going, happy birthday to you. And they all go into the happy birthday. No, there is none of that. In my world, we don't do that. We continue to sing happy birthday until the entire room is annoyed. Okay, And then everyone starts looking like, what's going on? What's going on? What? I look around. I'm like, holy shit. Everyone's really pissed. So on the weekend, I went to a farm. Okay. I went to a seven-year-old's birthday party where you can ride ponies, see llamas. As soon as I heard llamas, I'm like, you know what? I'm in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could see llamas or pigs, goats, all chaos. And I was running around with the kids, like, you know, making them touch the pig's snout, all that crap. Right. I I love doing that. When the parents aren't around, I make them do all sorts of crazy shit.
0: More Nobody ever knows. Behavior.
1: And then they go eat pizza. I'm like, ah, oh, you ate pizza well, after touching the pig's ass, you know? And
0: then the parents are like, what? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound dangerous. Like, um, like yeah, it's brutal. At the farm, cow. I'm like, yeah. who has Purell here? This is brutal. Yeah, um, there's a lot of bacteria on the farm. I don't recommend touching the pig's ass and then eating. So when these kids are in school, they now invite,
1: it's not just family that comes. They actually yeah. invite, like, friends from school. So you've got all the, it's weird because- in, in the past when the kids were like before five years old, mm-hmm. you know, everybody there, it's all family, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've got all these random parents that show up. It's like, it's weird. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the crazy uncle, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then every time we get to the actual cake part. Okay. I've got an army of kids now that make sure the song is sung the proper way. The older <laughs> ones are all on board with me to keep that going. Cause it can't just be me. People will overrule me. Sometimes if there's too many people. Yeah. So on the weekend, I had my little warriors there. I reminded all three or four of them, hey, we're about to do the song. You guys need to follow the the plan as usual. And I knew that the parents were, were, were going to be embarrassed in front of these other parents that we were going to sing this version it's of the song. Really weird it's song. freaking yeah. weird, man. Yeah. So I was belting it out, okay? And right away, I looked at, I, I, people were trying to explain to these other parents ahead of time what was about to happen. And it still caused mass confusion, but people love it. I mean, people love something different. Mm-hmm. I think I need to put a patent on that because that's that's my move. It's been my move for years, and I and I recommend you try it when you go to a party. Just continue singing "Happy Birthday" and see how people kind of react, and you'll get some crazy reactions. Yeah, but people, it, it, nobody can awesome. do that
0: but you. You're the only one who can do that. Just, <laughs> our listeners aren't going to start doing that at birthdays. People are going to think they're really freaking weird. You yeah, should really run a brand. contest. Actually, you're talking try like, it with you your family it? at the next birthday and, and videotape yourself and see so what. Happens even if you had them. never done that before and you started doing it now, people wouldn't be shocked because that's your brand. Is yeah. this? freaking yeah menace at that kind of shit other people other people are really normal when they go to birthday parties and if they started doing that kind of stuff it'd be it'd be really bizarre like they'd get divorced or something there there's actually one couple that because they know i'm going to do this and i think that they
1: might get embarrassed in front of like their parents from the side that we don't know they've actually started playing the song like a recording of the song they bring speakers <laughs> i'm not joking and i got really pissed when i realized so they, can, going so on. they can like mute you out from there's no muting me out all of a sudden they're like it's cake time they blast yeah. the speakers as loud as they can yeah. and the happy birthday is sung on the speakers not by anybody else oh so God. that completely kind of kaboshes my deal but then yeah. as soon as it's over you know what i do right i just get yeah. into the other red edition of it sure and we move on so yeah hopefully we all get to celebrate birthdays together once and i can show what everyone what yeah. uh what that's all about it's quite mm-hmm. the experience for mm-hmm. sure Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy that you get to flex this birthday menace muscle like all the time, because clue, there's a lot of birthday parties for you to go to. For you to, go to. I think so. <laughs> there's more than enough. And, and we've actually kind of decided this year at Christmas,
1: like since we go to 15 birthday parties for kids and then each of their parents throughout the year, which takes up 90% of the year, yeah. it yeah. really does. There's not one open day or weekend. We've kind of decided this year at Christmas, uh sorry, but all the kids are not getting presents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: yeah, no. It's if you do the math, it's yeah. it's it's getting out of hand. And not yeah. everyone's done having kids, so it's like no. Mm-hmm. No, someone mm-hmm. has to put an end to this and I think we'll all be on board because Definitely. LG, let's be honest. These kids' birthday presents, what, what do you, what, what happens to them after you give them to the kids?
0: Most of them get put away in the basement.
1: I have so a play with them
0: my... for 5 yeah. minutes after you give it to them That's and right. and and then they end up playing with the rock and the stick that they were playing yeah. with before. <laughs> Or the wrapping. The little ones play with the wrapping.
1: They love the bubble. Especially really young kids.
0: Like they, yeah, they just want to play with the box and shit. Everybody knows that. (laughs) And then the kids that are like eight, it's like yes, they want the new Nintendo. But there's like there's one out of all the presents they're going to get. There's one thing they're really going to love, and the rest doesn't matter. You know, it's gone. Yeah. So So. that 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 was a business decision that was recently made to. uh, No kid wants clothes nobody wants no there's always no.
1: someone that gets clothes and you can tell the kids reaction they kind of pull it out and they're like give it to their mom they're like yeah next yeah like that's <laughs>
0: give it to the parents give it to the just don't give the kid a gift and give the clothes to the parents or give the kid like a chocolate bar or something like that and then give <laughs> it to the president that's like okay new pajamas you know what i mean like just whatever it is just give it to give it to the parents like that's way more for the parents like you don't you don't care how you're dressed until you're like 12 you know so it's it is what it is even then even then i'd say way older than that so yeah uh, yeah even when you're 12 and you want to dress cool you don't want people to buy you clothes especially you not know, your aunts and uncles and shit Ugh, no that that is
1: our financial advice for anyone out there who's attending <laughs> a lot of kids parties and stuff and and you know
0: and your friends have a lot buy them of cousins, a ballers so buy them a ballers buy them a ballers. we'll do we'll have a kid's birthday program <laughs> where it's like if you own a but you buy a ballers on your birthday you get a whole package we send like a giant we send like a guy in a baller's costume to your birthday party and he does a dance <laughs> and get like that in the back Oh man. As long as you make sure it's cold brew King, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> do you go to any birthday parties that have performers where there's like a Spider-Man or a Disney princess or anything like that? Kids parties. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, uh, our crowd doesn't really do
1: that. The closest they come to that is, is Chuck E. Cheese or that creepy mouse, like, dances and twirls all the kids and stuff but i think you have to be careful with those things these days it's not what it used to be to bring characters uh these characters are are getting killed all over the place like the ones at disney if they do one little thing they're like fired and sued and oh yeah Yeah, you gotta be real careful because the kids like to hug like i always with mascots when i see at sporting events i'm like man i wouldn't want to be in there i'm not gonna lie like no the intentions would never be wrong but to hug kids and stuff man is like i don't know who's in there. I. I wouldn't want to be in there and hugging kids and, and, and looking at the parents wondering if they're thinking weird shit. You know, it's it's not – it's become really weird. And I don't know if you saw – did you see the Mike Babcock story? to completely? Yeah,
0: yeah. I Dude,
1: like – okay, do you agree with the firing
0: or that he resigned? No. You don't? No. I do. <laughs> That's fine. Just, just because it was so creepy. Like uh, – I mean, none of the players said they had a
1: problem with it. They did, though. The young guys did. That was the issue. All the Where young guys had – So Where all the rookies had a problem with it. And you know why? So for those who don't know Mike Babcock, I guess I don't know if we can call him a Hall
0: of Fame NHL coach. I guess maybe. Um I mean he uh, was eventually. The, coach of the Red Wings for a long time and they did really and well. He won a Stanley so Cup. Yeah. He's a legendary coach, let's say. He um, had a lot of, he has been a, he's not been a good coach since then. No. But he was a good coach of a good team for a long time. And he was the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs not too long ago.
1: And um, he was fired and yeah. he ended up coaching in like the minor leagues and like the yeah. junior leagues for the last whatever yeah. years, okay? Yeah. He was recently hired at the end of last season. To be the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, my former hometown years ago, um, as their new head coach. And they have a lot of young players there, a lot of high draft picks and a lot of big ticket players that they've spent a lot of money on the last couple of years. So everyone was excited. They finally have an established head coach. He's worked with young
0: players before he's worked with superstar players before he's won Stanley Cups before. And they had John Tortorella before that. They had John Tortorella. John Tortorella is like a psycho coach. You know, absolutely yeah. insane. Goes okay. into the other team's locker room after the game. and like Yeah, exactly. And he's like, always yeah. saying like crazy profanities <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. They went from like psycho coach to like quiet, reserved experience. And John Tortorella has a yeah. lot of experience too. He's been coaching for like 20 plus years. But he's really, really outspoken. Mike Babcock like doesn't yeah. say anything. You know, he's a very normal, nice guy kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
1: so it came out about a week ago yeah. that Mike Babcock, this head coach, was meeting with players one-on-one. And to be to be clear, they had not had a single practice on the ice with him yet. He hasn't yeah. gone to training camp. Yeah. Nothing's happened yeah. yet aside from him meeting with the players one-on-one to introduce himself. Yeah. And apparently during these meetings, he was asking the players to like connect their phones to, I don't know why, or to pull their phones out Play. and show him on his screen or whatever the projector or whatever the hell he had there, pictures of their families or whatever else they had on their phone. He wanted to see what was on their
0: phone. Okay. So the captain? No, 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 no. You're saying he, but it keeps changing him though. Him. If you and he was showing photos of him, he said, "No, okay. no, you yes. got to give it context." He was, he said, and he's been doing this for years, and he's done it with a lot of players. That it's like to get to know the players. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna get to know each other. I want to know about your family. You know, your your parents and your siblings and like what matters to you. And then he would share a lot about himself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that to me is super normal. Like, you want to get to know somebody, break the ice. It's like, there's nothing that people, you got to get, like, you want to get to know somebody and start to build trust. You get them to talk about themselves and you talk, you get them to talk about things that mean something to them. And, and, and I think as a coach and you have more coaching experience than I do, Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing, one of the most important things as a coach, coaching players is to know their motivation, right? Mm -hmm. Like what motivates somebody to want to be famous. They want to be rich. They want to be the best player ever. What is important to people? So I, on the surface, the actual practice, I don't have a problem with that. If he's being, if he's like, show me photos of your family on your phone and the player says no, and he's like, no, you have to, I think that's bad. I don't know that that happened. Well, here's the thing. So the the veteran players defended it, said,
1: well, they didn't defend it. They just said they were okay with it. They didn't have a problem with it. They didn't have a problem showing pictures of their families. He did the same. It was a normal interaction. But you have to consider that this day and age, in the age of things like Snapchat and TikTok and all that, these 19, 18, 19, 20 year old players there is a good chance that they have inappropriate stuff in their phones. Okay, whether it's stuff they sent to someone, yeah, I'm just saying, there is yeah. probably stuff they do not want to show. So when they're told to whip out their phones and show me your last twenty pictures, I want to know your life or whatever the hell went down. It's unclear how it actually went down. show me your last twenty pictures. But, but if you read, the, if, you a Biss, if you listen to this, if you listen to this on the Spitting Chicklets podcast the story changed from the first time he reported it. It started turning into, yes, that's what he did. It started, it it started with, he asked to send pictures of their family and he would send some of his, and they would just look at them. But then it turned out that apparently he told them to show me your phone, the last 20 pictures. And that would tell me a lot about you or some shit. Okay. That's why I'm saying that it it keeps changing. Nobody really knows what happened. Um, But you can imagine a young player who the hell knows what they're doing. All right. uh, Having some stuff that anyone to see on that phone and you have to pull out your phone. You'll be like, no, I don't want to. So, they probably went to their agents and said, I, this guy wants to look at my phone. I don't like that shit. I don't want to show me and my girl or, you know, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so they had a problem with it. And for me, it's like, there was no God. way out of that he's had things like this you're before so as well
0: soft. Come um on, it is soft it is soft come on but, like oh i you know why is it why is everybody's reaction to complain of the fucking principle these days why yeah. is that like, everyone's problem and then again sure he's the head coach he's been coaching for 30 years well, it's Creepy, you're, though, rookie you're, you're not going to be like fuck off coach and they're going to show you my phone like you're not in that position but at the same i'm not saying that it's like okay you know that they have to tell him you know everybody has that skill it's really hard when you're young to develop that and even as an adult to you know to, to develop your boundaries and and tell people what's okay when they're in your space uh, but at the same time it's like for this it's like okay well mike babcock is like fucking 60 years old he doesn't have nude photos on his phone of himself or other people you know what i mean like so he clearly doesn't have a problem a bunch of fucking boomers out there don't understand that go on boomer facebook they post the dumbest shit so people don't really like it's, it's it's a little i think it's a little extreme to assume that old people like a six-year-old mike babcock has this like digital literacy that he why would he like do you think he's looking at their phones hoping that there's nude photos yeah. like oh no, he's not he doesn't know that that's possible so i think it's just i think that that's a simple like behavior check that's like hey mike like some of these kids they're responsible they have weird photos on their phone maybe don't ask them to do that or ask them if they're comfortable sharing it first you tell him that and he'll be like okay sounds good and then that's it let's just move on from it you know what i mean that's not it's not i don't know why it has to be a cancel culture moment because he's trying You're to right, but and he doesn't realize that some of them have uh, weird photos on their phones. Like, that's, that's insane. Like, what do we do? Um, I agree. Doing
1: but I, I, I just, given the nature in terms of it, I'm not saying I agree with it or I don't. What I'm saying is I, I, it, this had to happen because there was no moving forward with him after that happened. If you've lost half the room because these young guys can't handle shit like that, you just have to know how to deal with it. Like, I've adjusted my coaching over the years just to know how to deal with today's crowd, okay? Every kid in the dressing room uh with the older ones, they want to vape and they want to do shit like that. And they want to they want to play on their phones. There were no phones before in the locker room. It just wasn't a thing you ever worried about. It didn't exist. Right. So times have changed and you kind of have to adapt to it. Vaping obviously is not allowed no matter what. And it's 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 a huge issue. So is yeah. chewing tobacco and shit like that in the hockey locker yeah. rooms. It's been an issue for a while. Um, but in this case, with what was coming up this season and how much was on the line, how much the team spent and all that, mm-hmm. I just think there was no turning back. I agree with what you're saying but there's things you just can't do anyway. Like look at Don chair. Okay. Don chair is extreme. He's racist all the time and shit like that. Okay. But there was no turning back from the stuff that he was allowed to say for all these years. When he said it now in this, in this day and age, it became an issue. It wasn't an issue ever before for some reason, right now it became a big issue. Uh, So he's gone. He's completely been canceled. He's vanished. Now he does his own podcast and we don't even know if it's really him talking. Um, But you know, it's, it's, for me, he, he did the right thing. He will never coach in the NHL again. There's, there's nobody that will hire him after this happened. And I think if he was a younger guy, if he was like one of the coaches that's in their 30s or 40s, it would have been different. He's now approaching 70 or something. So he's the age of some of these guys' grandfathers. And I think, like you said, yeah, soft, soft culture these days. But you have to read the room when it comes to these things. There is a, the policies have changed so much over the last even five years at every company, including these organizations with all the scandals in hockey related to sexual abuse and things like that. Uh, I think there was zero room for anything that suggested that that might be what's going on. All the veteran players said that that's not what's going on and they never felt that. But the minute some of the young guys say they felt that, that was the end of the line. It just was right. Uh, And I remember Babcock apparently back in his Leafs days. Had asked some of the players on the team to name the worst player on the team, and I know that didn't sit
0: well with some guys. Okay, some guys are like, "I don't want to do that." That's right. But hold on, hold on. That's that's very different than what you're suggesting. That, like, listen, coaching tactics. Yeah. And like, okay, okay. I have a few things to say. First of all, Columbus Blue Jackets have always been a completely spineless organization, without a doubt, one of the worst in hockey by yeah. a mile in terms of deci- personnel decisions, management of the team, yeah. perennially shitty team. Um, so, you know, not, not exactly the organization you look up to, to me, I, I understand everybody's a different point of view and I respect yours and everybody else's. To me, it's as simple as being like, roll him out and be like, listen, I didn't know that that made, I didn't realize that made people uncomfortable. So I'll stop. Uh, I'm sorry to the young players. I made uncomfortable, but like, let's go have a great season. You know, I don't, nothing wrong was done here. And there's nothing illegal that or anything inappropriate necessarily that was done right. that I, I thought I was doing inappropriately. And the organization to be like, yeah, we've spoken to Mike Bagpack and he agrees and he'll stop doing that. Or he'll ask the players if they do want to share some family photos or whatever before they do. End of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because it's a big year for them. A new coach is you know, firing a coach a month before the season. Um, anyways, it's crazy. It's there's crazy, that. Yeah. Two days before training camp is what and, it is. And, yeah. you know, I know what you're saying about like, you know, you have experience coaching, especially young kids you got to be really careful you got to read the room you have to understand yeah, careful uh, when you the- touch you know how you pat guys
1: heads and stuff like that you got to be careful i days. totally I understand that yeah like
0: patting on the butt not every, every- no not even anymore, even you know? on the shoulder man you gotta be i'm Watch serious Sunday I- night football and they all smack in each other's asses anyways so <laughs> anyways um but all it takes is one player to be like i didn't <laughs> like how he touched me on the other yep. team and then you're yep. done right you're, done. And, you're gone that's the yep. you have to understand totally that's the age we live in now and i get it um When it comes to coaching tactics, what Mike Babcock did with Mitch Marner on the Maple Leafs six years ago is Mitch Marner, one of the best players in the league still now. And at the time, you know, one of the best up and coming prospects in the league, Maple Leafs had a big youth movement. He asked him in a private meeting, he's like, rank your teammates from worst to best. And then he showed everybody that ranking. And that, that to me, there's two thoughts there. One. If you're in a workplace, you get fired because that's a major breach of privacy. Like you can't, you can't. If your boss is like, "Hey, give me some private information, how you feel about your colleagues," and then he has a meeting with everybody, he's like, "Here's how your the top colleague feels about all of you." That's pretty fucked up. Not appropriate. Um, The other thought of that, the other, the devil on the shoulder to me is like, well, the difference between Mike Babcock and the NHL, and you, someone like you, coaching fourteen year olds who are vaping is in one situation, they're trying to win the freaking Stanley Cup, and they're getting paid millions of dollars dollars to do it. And you're at the top of the league, and I think coaches are going to come up with new tactics to motivate people. And some of those tactics are going to be super messed up sometimes. If people don't like it, they'll lose the room. Sometimes it's going to be inappropriate. They should get fired. I just think there's a difference of like you're at a different level. I think even if you have that through line, that it's like he did that with Mitch Marner in 2017, clearly a terrible thing to do, really, really mean to everybody involved and a huge breach of privacy you probably lost the room with stuff like you lose that the room right
1: away with something like that for sure maybe
0: now he's trying to do different things He's like i got another shot and you know what i'm gonna try being really really nice to players like i'm gonna try and really connect with them in a really nice way and build trust privately rather than public humiliation maybe he's actually trying something different that's a huge assumption because clearly now it just sounds like i'm just trying to defend him to the death um yeah. i don't i don't i don't, I, don't I, I only care so much about that i just think it's like what, what I think that there's a certain point where it's like, what what is coaching past a certain point, if not like coming up with novel ways to connect with connect with the players you're coaching and to motivate them, right? Yep.
1: Um, no, I, I agree. I think I think what he could have done just to avoid this, no. he could have done this with the leadership of the team and probably yeah. got away with it. Just yeah. just the leaders that yeah. a already have families and probably nothing crazy on their <laughs> phones or whatever. If mm-hmm. that's what, if that's what the issue is, and the guys who would maybe understand kind of uh, where he comes from. But you know the younger guys was 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 dicey because yeah like you said it's a whole new generation to even play hockey in Canada I don't know about the United States you need to go through all these training courses as a parent, as a coach, as a referee, as a player that have to do with things like this and and yeah. things you think are wrong where they encourage you that if you think something's wrong you must say something and have a problem with it okay? Yeah. Uh, so they, they're brought up in that world. When we played, we never filled out forms and had, like, to, to even go on the bench, I have to go through hours and, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of training on stuff where I'm just like, okay, this is all stuff where if you actually have common sense, yeah. you're not going to have a problem with regardless, no, right? Yeah, It's yeah. stupid. Um, yeah. But but the players even have to go through it in, in terms of, of what they do. So yeah. I think it would have worked if he did it just with the captain and the assistants, just to get to know them. And then maybe those guys could have worked on the young guys in terms of of, of having a relationship like that. But the minute you go to 18, 19-year-olds and you want to see what the, what's on their phone, I think if any teacher did that at school, they'd get in big trouble. I think if any um, anywhere else uh, you do that, you'd you get in big trouble. So um, the league is sensitive to it now. And the NHLPA, as soon as they heard about this, they're like, oh, all right, we're going to start our investigation.
0: Between them being in the NHL and them being in school. Yeah, of course you do. High school students, sure, that's bad. But let's say you started – Like let's say you're an intern you're starting a new job and it's your first day on the job and you go and and the person who's managing you is like, let's go for coffee and get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And they ask you, hey, like, like, so tell me about you and your family. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, show me, show show me photos of your, you know, you and your, your, your brothers or your your girlfriend or like, you know, your dog or whatever. Just show me some of that. I'll show you some of my life and then we'll know each other a little bit. And then let's go back to the office and start working. I think that that's really normal. I I think that happens everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And if the person doesn't want to. Hopefully they built the life skills at a young age to be like, no, you know, that's a little weird. I don't really feel comfortable saying that. I can also, you you know, it's your, it's your superior and Mm -hmm. it's really weird to be like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I'm just saying that there's this kind of, we're kind of stuck in this cancel loop now of like something, somebody asked somebody to do something. They weren't, they weren't sure how they felt about it. They might've felt comfortable, uncomfortable about it. Um, There's like a, maybe there's a sexual tone in the air and they don't know. And then, and then later they're going to report it. And I think that that's kind of like, well, how do we fix that? Mm-hmm. um a how do you correct the behavior a how do you judge b how do you judge what an appropriate penalty is if it should be a penalty and C, the most important part is like was the behavior malicious or not yeah right yep. and with babcock it's like well it's really that's the part you judge in court if you ever need to is like what was the intent right
1: it that's- never got
0: to that they, he just he just you know what after two days of investigating where they claimed yeah. to have found all sorts of
1: new stuff uh, yeah. he they put him in a position where they said you know we're probably going to fire you. If you want to just
0: save grace a little bit, resign then, uh, and And I think, I you. think that that kind of stuff comes to where it's built. It's a lot of it is like that kind of stuff will avalanche based on your reputation. Mm-hmm. And I, he had built a negative reputation probably with stuff like Mitch, yep. Martin, you of know, like name, stuff adds up name your right. shitty teammates and let's talk to it. Let's show it to the mm-hmm. whole freaking team and that kind of stuff. It's like, I feel like there's some people out there who have a target on their back and it's like, people are waiting for them to slip up. And once they do, they're right. going to acknowledge yeah. all the bad news on them. And mm-hmm. that's what happens these days. And it's, and it, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know um should those people go yes they should don cherry was long overdue and the network was looking for a way to get him off the air because he was like 85 and and would say insane things sometimes so i think they once they had their opportunity they took it um but yeah it it is what it is it's 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 it's, it's a hard it's a hard world these days for that kind of stuff What, what i got out of all this lg is that if lg
1: ends up buying ballers somehow and he's hiring like staff to work for you for ballers Have your pictures ready in your phone, okay? He wants to see everything
0: about you. (laughs) <laughs> that's and that's the interview is the interview. pick out your phone and if there's an it, show me the last show me the last 20 photos and if one of them is admitted, you're gone you're fired yeah. <laughs> and that, there's there's no resume or anything just show me the last 20 pictures yeah that's it just show and the, i'll the, make my own decision is. if i should hire you yeah that's it if there's and if it's not photos of ballers on your phone you're gone <laughs> <laughs> you're out <laughs> oh man that'd be man you'd get some wild stuff i'm sure <laughs> so that's um, yeah, but, yeah, I, just, I, I think, I I think it, it's just tough. We live in a world where it's, it's like even for me. I'm like, well, you know, there's been times where it's like I've lost my temper at work against right, the, right. Sort of people to people that manage me or people that I managed or people that were my equals and playing hockey. You know what I mean? I'm not nobody is perfect. And if and if the people that I got in verbal arguments with because I you know lost my temper, I was in a bad mood or something like that. When I was like 22, if ever they put out news stories about me about it, yeah, it looked bad. But it's like, I don't know. Like, that's a pretty, you know, and again, that's not what Mike Babcock did. I, I don't know enough about the story. Yeah, it, would, it keeps it changing. Happens. Like, if you read yesterday now, they found brand new stuff and they haven't said what it is. So it's like, that's a, know, it's, I'm not it. defending it. You know, I, yeah. I, I am defending yeah. it. at the same time. I'm like, you know, there's a lot I acknowledge a lot I don't know. I think I'm just, I'm thinking I'm just annoyed by the general idea that it's like, well, mm. I think, I think the first reaction shouldn't be canceled. I think the first reaction should be like, to dis- should be discussion with that person and what happened, and to really understand it, and not just jump to like, "Hey, you have to get rid of this person now, and they can't ever coach in the NHL again." I think that that's, I think that that's been the larger problem. Some people, obviously, as part of cancel culture, because it's an enormous spectrum of stuff. Absolutely, it's like well, it's decades long behavior. They needed to go, and that's really, really bad. Some of the stuff they did, but on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, well, listen, some of this stuff is like can just be a conversation, and, and the person will probably be fine after that. So, I think that there's like. A wide range of things there, and um, yeah, it's tough. Tough world out there. I can imagine as a public figure, coach, coaching, coaching young people, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know what else is an easy fill is uh, keeping people interested in basketball NFTs. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> total transition. No, there's something I want to talk about, and we're going to come up because this is going to come up pretty quick. Um, you know, all day we've talked about quite a lot. You follow first mint. You've you, you've gotten all that news lately. Um, but I, I do want to wrap up the show really quick. Talk about basketball mm-hmm. season because you mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, basketball season's a month away, right? It's coming up. Uh, this news cycle is going to ramp up soon. Your favorite guy, LeBron, is going to be in the news soon, uh, talking about whatever they're going to do this season. Um, for something like, I mean, general question to you, right? Like, is a big year. Every year is a big year for the top shots and the so rares of the world as the two, like, premium, prime, like, Web3 NFT products. Um, how do they, what, what is, like, what do you think is, like, success for those two products this year? Is it to bring users back? Is it to grow? Is it just to keep their community happy? What 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 should they be? You know, they're going to roll out their plans really soon. What what should they be trying to do? I think um, I think they just need to stay on course with
1: what they're doing right now until. But we've talked about this. There's no the mm-hmm. formula has not been solved yet as to mm-hmm. how to onboard these gazillions of NBA fans all over the world who have shown no interest in digital collectibles yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think what they're doing is good. I think they had a pretty good offseason, to be honest with you, with with some of the stuff they did. And I felt like it was a very active, uh, uh, you know, off season. It feels like the Summer League was ages ago. It really does. Like, I feel like no, Summer League was so long like, ago. it feels with- like that that was right after the season. And it feels like it was, you know, half a year ago. Yeah. Um, but I think if they stay on track with what they're doing, I think it, you know, it, it'll keep the current group of people happy. There seems to be a lot of people still invested in, in say, Top Shot. Um, but you know, it's like everybody else. I don't know what the formula is. I don't know what the approach needs to be to draw in new people. What do you do? I don't know. I never, I've never had that answer. And I think they'll, they'll struggle with that. Like they're pleasing the current crowd right now, but you know, you're dropping these packs for two 99 on the app or three 99. And I can guarantee you that, you know, if a casual gets the email from the NBA saying, Hey, there's packs for two or three ninety nine. They're probably not clicking on it because it's like, mm. what am I even getting? Like, what mm-hmm. what does this do for me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Top Shot has its core base of people that will always yeah. be around,
0: no matter what. They'll be around, but at the same time, it's like you're every season. I feel like you're going to dilute them with new supply, right? right? And I was mm-hmm. doing, I was doing a bit of Twitter writing for first Mint earlier today. And I was just like, okay, you know, it's time to, you know, some of the, some of the best, some of our best Twitter stuff these days is just asking, you know, the audience questions like, Hey, mm-hmm. what do you, think This back in the spring. We're like, what does Top Shot need to get right next season? Blah, 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 blah. You know, so we always always ask those kinds of things. It's really fun to engage with the community. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, what I did is I, I, I put up a question. that's going to go up tomorrow morning. That's like, how many sets should Top Shot drop in series five, which is mm-hmm. obviously like a largely, yeah. a very like baiting question. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's and I tabulated how many sets they dropped in each previous series. And in series one, it's twenty three sets, fifteen sets. Wow, that's a lot. Eight, eight sets, eighteen sets. And series four, Phil, is forty nine. sets. Ah man, no. And not that it's necessarily counted by set, you know, because it, it, it yeah, depends how many moments and and how many ca- the counts of those moments. But it's like I remember when they put out the plan for series four, and I was like, holy shit, that's so many sets that you're making. That's gonna be really hard for people to track these collections. And to me, I'm like, man, I don't even know what they can do. Like, is it, do you go with scarcity of like, okay, there's only five sets this year. It's very, very minimal. A couple anthologies. That's it. You go be like, yeah, there's gonna be another fucking 30 sets this year. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you, what are you actually supposed to do? Right. And um, I think even for so rare, it's like, once you extract the so rare NBA numbers from the, from soccer, it's minimal, man. Mm -hmm. A thousand Mm -hmm. weekly buyers. It's not very much. And yeah, like NBA fantasy is fun, but. Again, I think, I think, you know, uh, jumping into the story and the, the Rainmakers side of this, it's like, well, what's the, is it really that much better than just playing regular DFS? Is no, it actually better? Right. It's a, yeah. it's, yes, you can own the assets, but simultaneously, isn't that a little bit more complicated <laughs> than just entering a, you know, $2 contest every night? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't mm-hmm. that easier? Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I am curious, like, you're right. Both collectibles and like NFT fantasy to me is like, well, what, what are we supposed to do here? And I do feel like, nba would be prime for a game right nfl rivals nobody really talks about it that much but they've been kind of making some headway as a web 3 like mobile game Uh, i've played it a bunch and like it's fun and you know i think for top shot we always wanted hardcore i don't know if any of these companies are close to making a game but that's something that it's like i would want I, i feel like you need something like that to kind of use these assets and do something with it would that make millions of fans turn over to this or even a couple thousand new ones i don't know no, you know, I, I I, but that's tough. the thing.
1: No one yeah. has figured that out yet. What it will yeah. take for that to happen? Uh, yeah. They've tried in real life events. They've tried to go to arenas and and get people in, and yeah. it's still not moving the needle. Like I'll be honest, if I go to if I didn't know anything about NFTs or digital collectibles or anything, and I went to an NFL game and I saw a lineup to get a free scarf if I sign up for the Bills credit card, say I'd be like, oh. Hmm, all right. It's not too long. Cool. I get to take a start. You know it's a
0: credit card with a giant interest rate. Yeah,
1: whatever, man. Like, I I probably won't even want like end up keeping it. So who cares? Um, if I see a lineup for something where something's being given away physically, I probably always will line up and be like, you know what, this is worth it. It's cool. But if they're like, hey, come here and you'll get a digital even for someone like me, I'd be like, oh, I'm not wasting my time with this shit. Like, I, I want something in my hands. Like, give me something here. You know what I mean? So it's tough. I also think that. Where Top Shot, you know, 40-something sets is outrageous. It really is. Like, that's unacceptable. The fun part of collecting Looney cards them. when we were kids yeah, and when we were collecting – you remember those Panini sticker books for yeah, the course. World yeah. Cup of yeah. Soccer yeah. for the upcoming hockey season? Yeah. The beauty of those was that you could buy – like, we would buy – I think I spent all my allowance money those years on those, on those Panini stickers – Because I kept trying to get the ones I was missing. Mm -hmm. There was never 12 Mario Lemieux's in those packs. There was just Mm -hmm. one. And he was really hard to get. And that was part of the fun experience is that I would have gazillions of doubles. Mm -hmm. And I still didn't have Mario Lemieux. So I have to keep trying and keep getting them and keep trading with people who had him to try and get them. Um, And with physical cards, we had that checklist all the time that would come in the pack of cards. And you'd have the special edition sets where you'd have the platinum ones for the rookies or the platinum ones for the guys that were on the all-star team last year, things like that. But there was always a limit to that where the, you know, there wasn't 40 something sets ever in physical cards. And I think when you, you you know, there's nothing special about a set when it's one of 40 sets or 49 or whatever the hell it is in one season. There just isn't right. Um, So I I think, that's where again you're not going to draw in the like there's not even a physical crowd anymore that doesn't exist like you know it's the old school people and that's it that are still trying to like you know yeah but there's no one really still buying those things like i don't know anybody that still buys physical it's crowds. not the
0: same it's not, it's the, not same. the same right and it's all it's because they all got oversupplied right right, right. like and with yeah. these it's like man i don't know you know it's it's just so, it's much um
1: but that was the attraction no- when we were young, was the fact that you had a checklist and were able to match up what you got mm. in front of that checklist. And when you finished that checklist, you owned a set and it was a special, special thing, right? The problem is that um, this isn't
0: a, this isn't a product for kids, right? You know, what exactly. For kids in the nineties doesn't work yep. for kids today. And this right. is for kids who were kids in the nineties, mm-hmm. adults like us. And what works for us is like, I don't know. I think, I think it has to take the next step. So it's like, I don't know, either you know, you have to look at like what's done well in the past for Top Shot, which has usually been like some kind of fantasy element or whatever, you know, they used to do every night flash challenges. Um, But even then it's like, so rare isn't doing that well anyways, in terms of bringing in new users. So like, what do you actually do? How do you make this interesting? I do think physical like stadium presence has always been something, but at the same time, it's, you know, these days people are complaining so much about uh, utility. People complain a lot. And then they did OTM Rumble finally for all day. And it's like, well, if you need all this utility, is it is the product actually any good, right? Mm-hmm. It's like sure. if you need like is if you need a bunch of ketchup and relish and mustard, is your hot dog actually tasty? Or if you if <laughs> you need like literally buckets of it, I'm not saying that those things don't yeah, go. But all who up. the hell
1: wants a hot dog without that like, stuff?
0: Come on, it's like you can still eat the hot dog on its own. And it's a delicious sausage, right? It's like you that's what makes a good hot dog is that on its own it's good, and then you can add all those fun things. So all the utility of like tickets to games, uh, you get new moments, like uh you get signed basketballs like all these all this you can play a little fantasy game all that kind of stuff like that's that's the freaking ketchup and the mustard man what's the sausage of these things right and how are you going to make a tasty sausage people actually want to eat can the product stand on its own as a collectible and or a fantasy product and i don't know that it could right so it's like that's why i always say it's like you know I, i'm excited to see what these platforms roll out for the season but i'm skeptical as, as to whether it can be something that's going to be either truly innovative or actually uh, something that's designed to actually to actually stand alone on its own as something a normal person will see mm-hmm. and actually want right um and i don't know what that is maybe it has to be really tied into the league maybe you need more commitment from the leagues we we kind of just going to merry-go-round here with the same freaking idea it's the same conversation pretty much every, every five. but every every year that we go through this and that we don't see any progress then then the less the less optimistic we get put it that way i agree you know so mm-hmm. i think curious to see we'll chat about it some more as we get closer to the season so um i'm excited for the nba season Right. Raptors, great new lineup, or not great new lineup, but an interesting new lineup. Right. Well, I mean, the World Cup MVP is a new point yeah, guard on it. Yeah, so it's exactly. It, a bit of a season trick. of transition. Right. We'll see what happens. See what happens with Dame if he gets traded or not, or I uh, doubt to the Raptors. But, um, you know, see what happens there. Still a little intrigue and, and should be a good season. But uh, Phil, we got to wrap up. I got to run. Um, All right. Great to see you as usual. Any final words on your anniversary? Ballers. <laughs> <laughs> on your jour de naissance?
1: No, actually, I do want to thank the community because i I woke up, uh, not, I woke up actually pretty early this morning, and I did mm-hmm. not. Man, here we go, fading to dark again. Like clouds yeah. are moving. No, um, I woke up this morning to a gazillion messages, and I'm like, okay, hold on. Does Twitter tell people it's my birthday? Because I have like so many notifications. Uh, I didn't even think about it, but the first mint tweeted out a contest that it was my birthday, mm-hmm. put out an outrageous POAP picture that has now been made the Icon on my fantasy football league chat group. Mm-hmm. Like someone saw this and they're like, Phil, what the hell's going on with you? in like the princess picture. And they made it the actual like picture of the league now. Like that's the icon yeah. on, on the that's group awesome. chat. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. Uh, but no, just a huge thank you to the community and everybody who reached out. I do my best to um acknowledge every single one of them. It's really mm-hmm. hard when there's that many. I think we broke like the Facebook record this time on, on X. Uh, but just uh, appreciate absolutely everybody. It's 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 always probably one of the greatest feelings when you hear from that many people. Well, I mean, you can be friends with a lot of people. But, you know, uh, when you hear from that many people who appreciate you and you maybe have never even heard that from them, I think it goes a long way. So thank you, everybody. I will try and get back to everyone one by one. But uh, it means the world to me. And thank you, LG, for putting that out there. I've had the best first mint birthdays ever, uh, including... The video that we should the end. Video where everybody does themselves. No, the video where we should end this podcast with from my boy, The Situation, wishing me oh, a happy birthday. Even, oh, come on. You can't pull it up. You have to go to my Instagram. Um, oh, but you can't get on there. You can't even get on there because it's yeah. it's on there. Anyways, I watched it yesterday. And Mike, The Situation, from the Jersey Shore, wished me a happy or boné anniversary Anniversary. and he actually did one of the best woes i have ever heard someone not name the real phil d do i don't know if you guys taught him how to do it probably not because you probably just put in a written strip but mike the situation actually dropped a perfect whoa like he knew exactly how to do it so thank you everybody really appreciate it
0: (laughs) you are um living your best life being your best self and of course eating your best life with all the fun funfetti cake that your heart desires. Myself, my family behind the camera, the Jersey Shore squad, we're sending nothing but positive vibes. And if you deserve it, the universe is going to serve it. Don't ever forget a smooth sea, never made a skilled sailor. And if we could say happy birthday in French. Well, here we go. Bonet. <laughs> <Have> an awesome <laughs> birthday situation. Peace.
1: Where's the whoa? Oh. Hold on. Where's the whoa there? I think, it was I think it's earlier. Or...
0: He says or... it. Anyways, I early. do have okay. to run. Like, I'll That's post fine. that video in the comments. People can check it out. All right. Goodbye. See ya.